Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker and today I'm flying solo. It's the beginning of 2022 and there's a flurry on social media and perhaps this is happening in your world of everyone getting ready for the new year and what's in front of us. And the last episode we did of this podcast, we actually looked at the rituals and the process that Jennifer and I go through to welcome in a new year and to dream into what and what our heart would most desire from the coming year. I know a lot of people love setting goals. Are you one of those people? I am, but I don't do it every year. I'll be really honest. And I know that if we've done our homework and we've read our how to be entrepreneurial artist type books, they all say writing down clear goals will boost our chance of achieving them. And I get that. And today I want to talk to you about a type of goal that I find really, really good for my soul and good for my practice and good for my art business. And that's these things called big, hairy, audacious goals. They're the ones that fill us up with energy and make us want to leap out of bed in the morning. And by their nature, the way that we achieve them in the beginning is they're partly known and partly they're a mystery and there's magic in this. So that's what this episode is all about. I've run my own business for 16 years and before deciding to dedicate my life to full-time art, I was a business and creativity coach. I've been successfully helping women from all walks of life get free from the stress and struggle they experience and find the path to joyful living. I'm passionate about showing those who are called to blaze their own trail how to do so without losing their inspiration, their creativity or their sanity. And here's something that I've found for my own business and working with others in theirs. There's a power to this thing called the big, hairy, audacious goal. So as we get ready to launch into 2022, I want to share with you what is a BHAG, that's a big, hairy, audacious goal, as it's fondly known as, and why they're so powerful for you and your business as an artist. A simple process to magnetize them so that you're attracting what you need to make them a reality using the skills that you already have. So this is tapping into your genius as a creative and a critical barrier, something that will absolutely get you stuck that you need to watch out for that will really hinder your progress. And if this barrier is present for you, I will give you some hints on what you can do about it and what I found works. So let's dive in. What the heck are big, hairy, audacious goals? So BHAGs, as they are known as, was a term that was first coined in the 90s by Jim Collins and Jerry Porras in their book, Built to Last, Successful Habits of Visionary Companies. They are a clear and compelling target for an organisation to strive for based on what that company's core values are. And even though Collins and Porras first thought of BHAG in the context of really large commercial companies, it's actually relevant for us in our creative business and lives. So what's so powerful about a BHAG? Well, there's lots of clues in the name. These goals are big, so they stop us from thinking too small, too timid. They're hairy because they're not immediately clear about how they can be achieved. And they're audacious. I think of the audacious bit just comes from thinking wild and out of the box. It's kind of like, who am I to be having such a big goal? That's the kind of audacious bit. So a BHAG is bold, you know, bold in capital letters. 
it's your Emmy, it's your Archibald, it's a climb Mount Everest type of activity for your art practice. In the busy life of being an artist and making decisions about what opportunities to jump on and others to let go, you can check in with this question, will this take me closer to my BHAG? And despite being long-term, they can create a real sense of urgency and clarity of the direction that we need to go in. And when we're passionate about something that the goal represents, it's really very energising. Here's some good ideas about what makes a good BHAG. And I put good in the sort of air quotes as I'm waving my fingers around. It needs to be part exciting and part scary. It really needs to be a stretch for you. That's the scary bit. It also needs to be quite clear and compelling. So something that you're absolutely certain of whether or not you've hit the goal or you haven't. And compelling is that it actually gets you juiced up. You know, you get excited when you think of it. And in that case, you need to care deeply about what the goal represents. So I wanted to share a couple of examples of BHAGs that I've had in the last couple of years. And some of them start back in my early creative career. So in the mid 80s, was working for a photographer as a photography assistant and a post-production assistant. And I decided that in my hometown, which for those of you from Australia listening, was Brisbane in the mid 80s, which I've got to say was not that exciting. My first goal was to go to Sydney and work in the industry. Sydney was a very difficult market to break into, or I thought so at the time, and I managed to do that. Then my next big goal was, well, where was it happening in the world? And London was the place. When it came to film and television and video production, London was the epicentre they had developed digital editing. It was very exciting. And I went to London and thought, well, I don't know how I'm going to break into the industry at all. Got a temping job doing some typing. And through a couple of very exciting leads and following the golden thread, I ended up working for the Moving Picture Company, which was the Brains Trust with the BBC behind the whole digital video technology. So it was absolutely happening in London, but it was absolutely happening with this company that I got to work for. And in my role as production assistant, myself and the production manager, we served seven producer-director teams. And one of the directors I worked for was Jerry Anderson, who is famous for the Thunderbirds. He was the writer and the designer behind what was leading animation in the 50s that got a resurgence in the 90s when I was living in London. So that was a very big, hairy, audacious goal from my hometown in Brisbane to go, I'm going to go to London and work in the epicentre of video. And it happened. So did I know how it was going to happen when I first set out from Brisbane to Sydney? No, I did not. And Part of this whole process of BHAGs is that you don't know the stepping stones. And I want to talk a little bit more later in the episode about what that does to our brains and sometimes to our thinking. The other really wonderful BHAG, I want to share two more that really made a difference in my life. One more is very much a project-based, big, hairy, audacious goal, and that was to be an author of a book. Now, I... (laughs) wouldn't have thought that creative writing was my 
shtick, as it were. I've done lots of writing for business in my consulting life. And it was actually a series of serendipitous moments that made the book unfold. And Jennifer's also an author, and she's had a different kind of journey with her coming to write books. Mine was very much right out there on the horizon, this idea of writing a book. The story of its genesis, if you like, was coming to a business breakfast meeting and meeting someone who asked me a question which triggered a whole lot of aha moments for me. And then I went ahead and then over the next 12 months wrote my book. So if you haven't discovered my book, it's 20,000 Brushstrokes and it's something that I'm immensely proud of. But the story of it in relation to Big Hairy Audacious Goal is I never thought I was a writer. I never thought I could start and finish a book. I always looked at others with great admiration. I had no idea how one does that, how one goes about being an author. And all the back end of it with publishing and all of that, designing covers, etc., etc., was all a total mystery to me. So I got really inspired by this idea that we can shift our reality through having these big, hairy, audacious goals. And my last one that I want to share with you, so you get a flavor of the kind of thing that I'm talking about when I talk about big, hairy, audacious goals, was two and a half years ago, I asked myself the question, and in a way it was a sort of a sneaky goal because I did it as a question to myself, what if... What if I turn my whole working life around and instead of running my consulting and coaching business as my main activity with my creative practice on the side, so I've had a creative practice on the side since 2002, so that's actually coming up to 20 years, but when I made this question a reality, which is what if I moved my art practice to the centre of my working world? It was so exciting and damn scary that I could barely contain myself. And part of that was about how can I earn money? You know, I'm used to running a business where I have clients and consulting projects and I provide my professional services in the form of facilitation and training. And while it's, you know, really creative, the work that I do, I teach business people how to think more creatively. It wasn't about me in my art practice and that was the difference. So it no longer served me to be doing my art practice as a side gig. So when I asked myself the question, it kind of was a hag in stealth. What if I put my art practice at the centre of my world and I meant my working world, but actually it probably was my world. I love my husband and I love my dog and I love my family. And But it kind of felt like the art went to the middle of my life. And what that did was actually allow me to invest and embrace my art practice so much more. So there's some examples of BHAGs and you get the sense of, how they're part exciting, part scary, how they really need to be kind of energizing for you and they need to be absolutely in line with your core values and you have to deeply, deeply love what the goal represents. And in all those cases, I absolutely did. So let me ask you, have you got a big, hairy, audacious goal? Is there something that pops to mind as you're listening to this episode? Because if there is, 
I'd love it for you to follow on with this next process. This process that I'm going to run you through now, which is a simple process to magnetize your BHAG so that you're attracting what you need to make it a reality. It's something you really need to do while you can be very still and focused. So if you've got an opportunity now to sit quietly and perhaps even close your eyes and follow along with the creative visualization that we're going to run through, that would be the best way to get the most out of this next section. If you can't right now, if you're out walking and you can't grab a seat on a park bench or if you're actually driving, it probably won't be as powerful, but feel free to listen along. And if you absolutely can't right now, then I suggest pausing the episode and coming back because it really is a really valuable exercise, this creative visualization. So what I'd love you to do right now, just allow yourself to get comfortable, but have a really aligned spine. Just feel yourself sitting upright, ground your feet onto the floor or onto the earth, settling in. Take a very slow in-breath and a gentle exhale. And just follow along with this creative visualization process. So bring to mind the sound of rain falling on a tin roof. The sound of insects, the height of summer. The sound of children laughing. The sound of your favourite music, whatever that might be. The sound of a hot tin roof ticking in the sunshine. The crackle of a fire. Now what's the sound of your big, hairy, audacious goal. Now bring to mind the smell of freshly baked bread. Think of the fragrance of one of your favorite flowers. Maybe it's jasmine, maybe it's a rose. The smell of the forest after rain. The smell of freshly laundered linen. If your big, hairy, audacious goal had a fragrance, what would it be? up the feeling running your hand over a smooth fabric, something velvety, something delicate. Now imagine what a handful of cold marbles feels like. Plunging your hand into a pile of fresh powder snow.
softness of the skin of a pineapple. Or the feeling of the smooth bark of a eucalypt tree. feeling you get when you run your fingers through an old favourite book, feeling the paper and its texture. Imagine the feeling of a gentle breeze on your cheek. had a feeling, what would it feel like? If it had a texture, what would that be? Now bring to mind the blue of a clear winter sky. The red fresh, juicy strawberries. The green of a dappled forest in shadow and light. And the white of a perfectly fluffy cloud. The pink of the rosy cheeks someone you love when they've been outside in the brisk cold winter's morning. So if your BHAG had colour or a number of colours, what would that be? up the taste of freshly brewed strong dark coffee. The tingle of a sherbet lolly on your tongue. Taste of juicy ripe mango. salt on your lips after you've been for an ocean swim. If your BHAG had a taste, a flavour, what would it be? Now conjure up the sight of a perfect curling wave crashing and running up a sandy beach. Bring to mind the image of looking up from the base of a really tall tree up into the canopy. Imagine that you're standing at the edge of a canyon and that you're safely looking over into the depths of the earth this vast expanse of Mother Earth in front of you.
Imagine you're standing in a meadow in summertime and it's filled with wildflowers. Now, if your BHAG had an image, what would it be? So our creative visualisation process is now coming to an end. To just gently anchor back and take a few moments, perhaps pause this recording and grab your journal and just make a few notes before you lose the train of thought while the images are still fresh in your mind. Anything. And it doesn't need to make sense. Please don't feel like you've got it wrong if either nothing came up or something very odd and off the wall appeared. If you ended up with a pink elephant, that's fine. Just make a note of it. There's something in it that is relevant because our subconscious works in so many ways that our logic thinking brain does not always understand. So now we finish that process. It is a really useful process to do in a whole range of circumstances, but I really love doing this creative visualization when I'm talking about my big, hairy, audacious goals because of that whole aspect where part of it's known how to get there and part will be unknown. Part of it will be new. And that's why it's so exciting and why it's a bit daunting. And I love this idea And it's a quote from Ellen Johnson, Sirleaf. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And that's from the book This Child Will Be Great, which is a memoir of a remarkable life of Africa's first woman president. So I really love the idea that we need to dream big in order to be able to stretch and do more than we ever thought was possible. And one of the things that happens, and I love brain science. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to brain science, partly because it has such a role to play in our creativity and our business life. And I want to talk just a bit about what happens when we're launching out on a new endeavor where it is partly unknown. One of the realities is our brain can depending on your life experience and your life circumstances, this will be different for different people. So just have a think about how does this relate to you or does it even relate to you? Where have you learnt to avoid the risk of doing something scary? And this is the potential for the part of our brain that keeps us safe, that is really scanning all the time for risk, things that we might not either do well at or just get ourselves hurt by. And that will keep us from really lifting up and stretching into our biggest, hairiest, most audacious goals. It will make us tend to want to stay small, tend to want to be more timid with our goal setting, with how adventurous our endeavour is going to be. My example is if I had have learnt somewhere in my life that I couldn't write and that I actually had very poor writing skills, the idea of authoring a book would have possibly been too daunting and too too much of a risk of failure. And that's where we can get ourselves hooked up. So have a think about this question. 
Have you ever had anything in your life that you've really truly wanted to achieve, really truly believed in with all your heart, with all your soul, and you've gone out on that limb and you've pursued that dream and it didn't come off? That there's been some kind of sense of failure. If you've got anything in your life like that, if you can say yes or possibly yes to that, it's possible to have what they call a goal fracture or Margaret Lynch calls it goal trauma. So where you've set a goal and you've really invested in it and perhaps lots of people around you have said, no, 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 it'll never work. And you said, absolutely, I'm not listening to you. It's absolutely going to work and on you've gone. And there may have been financial loss, there may have been relationship damage or loss through pursuing that goal, that big goal that you had, and it didn't work out. That can leave you with a thing called goal trauma. And if you feel like that is real for you, you need to do some clearing on that. Because if you go into setting a big, hairy, audacious goal for 2022, and you've got that history in your experience, it is actually going to interfere with how successful you're going to be. Now, you may have come across this information before, and I just want to reiterate, one, that we are wired to be negative sensitive. So we will pay attention to negative stories and negative experiences and hold them to keep ourselves safe. We keep those negative experiences in our short-term memory. It's part of what the evolutionary psychologists say has kept the species alive. So in a very simple and real sense, our ancestors would have physically scanned the horizon and gone bush, 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 tiger. So our brain is good for noticing the difference and also noticing what might be a threat. If we have a bad experience where we've judged ourselves to be lacking in some way, we will keep that experience, even if we're not thinking about it consciously, it will be in our short-term memory to avoid things that look like that might set us up for the same failure. So we scan for things that take us out of our comfort zone, where we go into the unknown, where we go into the uncharted, that will be avoided. And so if we've got that at play, do we set smaller, more timid targets? but we will actually not be open and alert to see opportunities as they come to us. So what to do about it? My great go-to are two things. So I give you two options that I use all the time, both personally and with my coaching clients. Emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping. It's a brilliantly simple technique. And if you don't know about it, I encourage you to investigate it for yourself. In a nutshell, it works on the mind-body connection and it helps you pull cortisol, which is one of the main stress hormones, out of the body so you can get out of the survival brain and back into your amazing creative brain that you need to be working from to be able to see solutions and the opportunities. So this is me sharing some of the nerdy brain science stuff that I love emotional freedom technique we tap on certain spots around our face and i'll have a handout on my webpage michellewalker.com.au forward slash podcast and you can download that handout all i suggest you do with tapping 
is delve into the story while tapping through the points and tell your story of what you experienced and how bad it was and how, you know, tell the whole gory detail to yourself out loud while tapping. And it's really important if this is a deeply traumatic process, then tapping is not the way to go get professional help. But if this is just something that you know like you tried a business idea with someone and you lost several thousand bucks and you feel a bit bad about yourself and you think, well, gee, you know, that was a bit of a failure. That scale of thing can easily be shifted with tapping. The other technique that I use that I go to is journaling and writing down. And I know Jennifer's a big fan of journaling and it's just free conscious thought journaling. Just write the story of the experience where you had the big failure and give it a name, like title it like it's the title of a movie, like the day my life ended or the day my business dreams died or whatever it is and write that story with all the detail of who did what and who said what and how you felt and what you then did. The important thing to really look for is what are the things that you said to yourself and then allow yourself, once you've done that journaling or once you've done the tapping, the next step is to really give yourself forgiveness and acknowledge that where you were at at that time, you did the very best you could with what you had. Now, your older self has more resources and more knowledge and more skills and you can bring that to the next big, hairy, audacious goal. So give yourself forgiveness for anything that needs to be forgiven. And give others who played a role in the story any forgiveness that, that you need to give to them to let it be. And then really look at what you learned. What were the gems? What did you gain? What did you learn that you can take forward? And really mine the story, like dig out the gems and write them down. So that's the process I recommend if you find that you do have some kind of adverse experience in your life whether it's business or personal, where you have tried something that you deeply, truly believed, you went in search of a big dream and it didn't succeed, then try this process and see what emerges. And I'd love to hear what's come up for you because I feel that this is one of the hidden barriers and it's critical that we do the work, get down to it and clear that stuff out because we need to be out there. We need to be doing these audacious things in the world that matter to us deeply because that is making a difference and that needs to happen and only you can bring your special flavour to this planet. I love this quote from Toni Morrison, the American author, who says, you want to fly, you've got to give up the thing that weighs you down. It's such a great quote, isn't it? And so relevant to thinking about this idea of embracing big, hairy, audacious goals. We've got to be brave. We've got to be courageous and be clear of any of the things that may weigh us down. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. I'm very excited to invite you into setting a BHAG for your new year. May it expand your horizons and support you in stepping into the limitless possibilities that are open I'm wishing you an extraordinary 2022 and until next time I'll be back online with Jennifer. I'm sending you tons of love and creative juices. Bye for now.